1: Hello valued listener and welcome to this week's edition of the UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Returning once more like a supply teacher you occasionally see in the pub, brought to you by the editors of PC Advisor, Tech World, Mac World, UK and Computer World UK. This week and every week we clasp hands in our little non-denominational audio faith room as we bring you no more than 40 minutes of informed discussion on the hot tech topics of the past seven days. We're coming over from the other side, loud and clear, courtesy of the kindness of Audio Technica, who provided the mics on which we are recording this closely calibrated solid gold quality. I'm Matt Egan, editorial director of IDG UK, and today I am delighted to be joined in discussion by the impossibly young Christopher Menasians, staff writer of PC Advisor. Hi there, Matt. How you doing? Not so bad, thank you. We've also got the only marginally less young Charlotte G. editor of Tech World. Hello. And the same old David Price, acting <laughs> editor of Macworld UK.
2: They get these intros. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine
1: then. Spend a bit of time working on them. Uh, this week we will be discussing Facebook and emotional intelligence, MWC and smartphone intelligence, robots and artificial intelligence, and Donald Trump. So, <laughs> eyes down for a full house. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. So, Christopher... Uh, what exactly has Facebook been up to this week that you'd like to uh, bring to our attention?
3: Well, just uh, yesterday, we uh, we saw a massive update for the reactions, the like button. It's completely revamped, and um, Mark Zuckerberg has added uh, several different um, emojis almost. Um, there is six in total, which are like, love, haha, yes, as, oh. you, as you heard it, <laughs> wow, sad, and angry. So it's interesting as they've all changed. Um in terms of their their formats, they've not it's not sticking to a like button. It's switching to a more universal format, and it's kind of addressing the dislike button. So a lot of people were talking about when are they going to add a dislike button?
1: Because like say I post up, I'm really sad today, and in wishing to show solidarity, my mum likes that posting, and it's kind of like she's liking me being sad. It's possible exactly. she doesn't like me also, but I think I think it's just. Uh, <laughs> But then, do we think this is a good thing? Because, uh, you know, there is some consternation about this, I
3: think. Absolutely. So, I mean, the dislike button was obviously not uh, introduced because um, Facebook just generally thought, or even the people who were using Facebook, thought it would introduce sort of negative comments. Sure. Neg- trolling. Trolling, mm-hmm. exactly, and stuff. It's just never nice if someone dislikes, you know, on a video yeah. on YouTube, someone dislikes, you're like, oh, mm. what's going no on? No dislikes any of your videos. Oh, something? absolutely, <laughs> ne- never, <laughs> never. Um and so yeah, it was. It's quite interesting that they've put angry there because a lot of people are mm. saying angry as dislike. So yeah, yes. mm. you could be
1: angry in agreement with someone, couldn't
3: you? Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. Some
2: somebody says that their boyfriend's just left them, and then mm-hmm. angry, 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 or maybe sad as
4: well. I'm going to start doing do more wow. More? I think wow to every post <laughs> sarcastically. Wow. To me, I
3: hear Kate
4: Bush go wow, <laughs> wow, <laughs> and, and I think that
1: there should be audio Facebook. That's audio <laughs> so, Facebook. That be quite good. Take that to the bank, Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we're broadly in favour then, are we? Or? No, well, no, 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 it's, it's awful.
3: You think it's awful? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I actually quite like it. I mean, I like it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you don't love it. <laughs> uh, I love David it. David is I'm angry. You're angry. <laughs> uh, I'm sad. just wow. You're well, just wow.
2: I think um, there's something really depressing about it, to be honest, is that it's reducing all of human emotion to six... Mm. Um, little pictures and people are going to fall upon these as a crutch previously because there was no dislike button then you'd be actually obliged to write something and say "Um, I feel really bad that your your cat just died or your boyfriend just left you but now you can just go sad and that's it and this is not going to expand the range of expression it's going to narrow it Mm.
3: that's absolutely correct I mean, one of the notes I had over here is the word of the year of 2015 according to Oxford Dictionaries was the emoji face with tears of joy It wasn't an actual word, it was just an emoji, so a face, as you said, and people are kind of worried about that, saying, well, if this is how society is going to us, we're not going to have any more... But this is interesting, because
1: I I did not expect this discussion to take this turn, Mm. but what you're talking about is language, and how language adapts and changes, and and we often hear this kind of, uh, I want to say moral panic, but it's not a moral panic, but this panic about, about change in this respect, but but history tells us or at least suggests to us that people will find a way of expressing themselves in a creative way using a new potentially more efficient language I mean I'm I'm the last person here to be like really pro emoji I would say but but I am kind of looking forward to seeing the way people use this because it won't be quite the way it was intended I think I mean
3: it'll be nice to see if there is any sort of stats or sort of comments if they start dropping because of these new reactions well they've
2: they've said Mm -hmm. that people are getting more engaged already oh really yeah,
4: so. at the moment though if you press if you press below um, it seems to just default to like like you, yeah, have, yeah, to you have to actively choose to one of the other ones yeah so I haven't started my campaign of wow yet but when I do wow. I have to wow. I have to actively pick it I can't systematically just systematically
2: on every single post
4: yeah. you ever
1: see. maybe we but should start writing reviews solely in emojis. solely in emojis in emojis oh god
4: do, I mean does this but the thing is does, does this mean that is the fear that people are going to Lose eloquence as no, a result. I d- I don't, no, I, d- like, I didn't mean. Yeah, I
2: didn't mean that. I um, I do agree with that. Or we'll become it, lazy. It will be, people will find a way around it, and, and language is going to change. You're right. I just think as a single gesture by an extremely influential company, mm. it's a bit sad mm. you know, that they think what people want is a set of six prepackaged emotions with yeah. really insultingly simplistic names. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not even. Um, I am angry, it's angry, and it's not (laughs) even funny, it's ha-ha. Everything is as near as possible to three letters, it's just, it's a bit depressing. But tech
4: companies perhaps, I mean, I I seem to remember um, the government digital service saying that they wrote all of their copy as if it was aimed at an Mm eight-year-old. And I sometimes do wonder whether tech companies don't assume a sort of lowest common denominator, you know. Well,
1: certainly when talking about user experience, people often talk about... um, the phrase our user experience colleague says is imagine it's an idiot in a hurry mm, um, and exactly. there is something of that in this, in this you can imagine you're saying that <laughs> exactly there? Uh, yeah. there is something of, of this uh, that in this in that Facebook is you know it's about it's about one person publishing to many people also many people publishing back into them so mm. it's much easier to express solidarity by hitting like than it is mm. to write I express solidarity with you mm. Mm. Um, I think also one of the interesting things here is is the reaction of the public in general because people don't like change, right. exactly. and it's worth thinking back to, you know, uh, what Facebook was like even two years ago. Mm. Very different Very from what different. it is now. I mean, it's kind of, now aspects of Facebook are a bit like Twitter, and aspects mm. of Facebook are are the internet. It's it's a publishing medium, mm. Mm. Um, so it's changing rapidly and all the time. And I do wonder if there isn't a chance that we'll kind of forget that this happened after a while because it'll mm. just be part of the facebook package
3: you know yeah. on top of that when things are changed in massive companies youtube again another example yeah. when something's changed they often change it and then try and see people's reaction and yeah. only after and maybe adapt. a year or so then they're like google plus was a perfect example yeah. of that yeah. people never used it but they forced it upon users yeah. Yeah. so yeah. i don't know let's see what happens but just just a quick thing they actually had seven um, reactions initially right. they had yay
0: yeah. yeah. As well. Well, but
3: look how did they how did they write that? So yay,
0: yay just Y A Y. Exactly. Yeah. That's just awful. <laughs> but then they removed it. <laughs>
1: Unless it's kind of old, oldy English, you know? Yeah. Yay, though I walk. Oh no, no, no. That's <laughs> that's I'm Y E sure A. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't yeah. Why? Well, oh, is it for cowboys? <laughs> cow <laughs> <man? laughs> <laughs> that's Yeeha. That's
2: There is a significant number of cowboys on Facebook. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's important. And yeah. Underrepresented. Yeah.
4: But wow. Uh, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. Hmm. But, yeah, I mean, so
3: they've dropped that. and I wonder why. They, they tested it in several markets. Apparently not enough yeah. people were using it. Right. And So they got rid of it. So it'd be interesting to see if these six... I'd like to hear
4: more something. about the tests from Facebook. So can I, I presume this has been piloted. Yeah,
3: they've piloted. I haven't yeah. read upon how they've tested it or who they've tested it with and what the demographic, the amount of... Yeah. When well, they the to share that, aren't they? No.
4: Exactly. But be, I'd love to see it, though, what, what the kind of, which yeah. one gets most clicked on and that, and that kind of yeah. thing. Be, be curious. I imagine it will just be like. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't, imagine.
2: wasn't there a thing that Facebook were trying to push more positive news mm. to some people as a test, Yes, or more they did that. news to other people and seeing, yeah. like, some evil... Playing with, with their emotions. <laughs> ...to see how people would react. And I wonder if they did something similar with me. Mm. See if the happy people all started putting yay.
4: Possibly, possibly. It's all rather terrifying. Who knows, Facebook's pulling our strings at any given time.
1: Absolutely. So are we, are we after this in-depth discussion, are we like, angry? <laughs> How are we
4: feeling? Uh, uh, wow. <laughs> Excellent. I really so like that word.
1: <laughs> we'll, um, we'll take a short break now, and then when we pop back, we're going to be talking about MWC, where, I don't know if you saw but... Uh, Zuckerberg was speaking to an audience of people wearing (laughs) uh, VR headsets, (laughs) which uh, just goes to further stress the hold that Facebook has over all our lives. So hang in there while we play a tiny piece of music, and we'll be back shortly. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. So this week saw the NWC Mobile World Congress trade show, which we talked about on last week's podcast. Um, it's been a pretty interesting show I would say interesting because it suggests the important products that people are going to care about this year and also interesting because we've seen the public reaction to those products that have been announced so how are we feeling guys, has anyone got smartphone fever?
2: Uh, I have contracted smartphone fever I've gone so far as to be positive about um, a couple of smartphones that aren't made by Apple which has caused a little bit of consternation Mm. across the nation what would be those... Uh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> nice
1: the one. Apple nation. What would be uh, those smartphones about which you were feeling so positive?
2: Well, uh, the, well the LG G5 and the Samsung Galaxy S7. Some both pretty which, sweet handsets. They are very sweet, if you ask me. Um, I, wrote, I wrote these two articles that were um, the cause of controversy. One of which was, um, I think it was three things. I stretched so far as to say there were three things that the uh, G5 did better than the iPhone 6S and four... That the uh, S7 did better than the iPhone 6s, out ah, possibly the other way around. Um, so many numbers, it's difficult to keep track. But they, you know, if you look at um, and sp- at specs, look at the tech specs and the feature lists, it always looked bad for Apple um, because the the processors are always vastly quicker, and the uh, screen resolutions are always hugely higher, and they have extra features like waterproofing and, and twin cameras and all this sort of thing. So I thought just for once, uh, I'd look at it from the other point of view, and uh, I have to say they are impressive. Yeah.
1: I mean, Galaxy S7 in particular has been already, the pre-orders are much higher than expected. We know just from looking at web traffic, loads of people are really interested in the launch there. What do you think, Chris? Anything to grab your attention while you've been watching NWC?
3: Well, there's a few of the smartphones, as, as David mentioned, but at the same time, I always try and track back. One of my friends is currently looking for a phone, and he asked me, like, Chris, you got any advice of what phone to buy? I said to him, well, do you really have to spend 600 700 pounds yeah, sure. on a new phone? And you like. think about well, <laughs> like there you go. Um but yeah, if you need to spend that much money when most of the functionalities you can find in a in a phone that's maybe a third the price. Yeah. And so at some ways it attracts my attention because I like technology. I actually love technology. <laughs> um but can we can we just stop that? <this>? Oh wow, technology! <laughs> but um, but yeah, at the same time, does it? Um, it's making David angry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, you can see his face going red now. Um, but yes, uh, do we really need all that technology? Do we need it in the handset? Do we really need an octa-core processor in our in our hands? It just.
1: Well, no, almost certainly not. And the interesting thing about that is four of the cores are clocked down because of the effect on the battery exactly that those 8 cores yeah. will have so we have reached this point we talked about this a little bit last week where mm. there's a certain amount of willy-waving going on with specs mm. in order to get people to, to upgrade every year or every two years exactly. um, but and interestingly it does seem to have worked again one of the things that was, was fascinating from our point of view is that the second most popular phone in terms of people engaging with stories about it on our sites was the Xiaomi phone the Xiaomi oh, yes. Mi 5 I think yeah is. that's right yeah. Um, which isn't even available in the UK, although you can you can buy it in um, via resellers. Um, but again, it kind of speaks to the same thing in that it's a, a huge Chinese company who probably like, have global market share on the basis of their Chinese market mm-hmm. share, um, and it's just a lot cheaper yeah. than the flagships are because that's what it needs to be because, because they buy the same components and they put them together in China, mm-hmm. and they're not adding in all the extra... Price that comes from marketing and you know uh, localization and shipping, great big of these around the mm. world, uh, which kind of speaks to your point. I think that people are mm. sort of slightly outside of the idea of needing to spend a huge amount of money on the smartphone.
3: Indeed, mm. but I, I wonder how many how many percentage of people will actually go? I kind of want a a phone that I can go to in my local retailer. Yeah, because. The Chinese phones are one, as you said, hardly available yeah, at least oh, yeah. in the UK, yeah. um, and also you've got that whole software issue around yes. it. Because it's running Android, people want the latest software, yeah. updated, and most of the time these Chinese phones You're don't. Get it, yeah. You don't get them often. I own a Chinese phone, on, on the Honor 7, and I love it. But I'm, I'm someone that, who
1: that that is intended for the UK market. I know there aren't that mm. many yeah. of
3: them, but that wasn't intended. For the UK. Exactly. So it's it's. Yeah, you know, pros and cons of getting a cheaper phone. Is it worth it? Is it not in terms of updates? It's not like, you know, Apple products where no matter where you're in the world, you're gonna get the latest iOS, say ten, the one that's gonna come out, you know, or whatever it's gonna be named. So
4: maybe this is where modular Smartphones uh, could come in phones, yeah. because because yeah. um you know that way you don't have to if I don't want to pay extra for um whatever the that particular spec is then maybe you, you don't need to or maybe they'll never take off beyond some strange techie people. I don't well,
1: know. I mean, so modular phones for the uninitiated mm. is the idea that you don't need to replace the entire. It's a bit like a PC, I suppose. You don't need to replace mm. everything. You just or, or not even not have to replace everything, you can just choose what f- what hardware features and functions yeah. you build have. build your own phone kind together. of. <laughs> the interesting thing about that is Google was pushing it a lot at on one stage and mm. I think that's because Google wants people to use Android essentially. Yeah. There's no real, Google doesn't have a stake in the hardware game particularly. No. It has done in the past just to get people to use Android. Mm. Um, so again, it's a little bit like Microsoft with Windows. They want the hardware to be good and useful for people but they don't really care if you buy a new products every two years. Mm. Whereas... Um, from most of the OEM's point of view, it's all about, for Samsung, it's about shifting hardware. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. so. Other things that were interesting at MWC, I suppose, uh, and seemed to be quite interesting, was the VR headsets. Do mm. you see any of that? I'm looking at you, Christopher.
3: Yeah, I saw the, some of the pictures of the VR headsets and things like that, and I've just kind of boggles my mind. Is but this
1: the year of VR, or is is it going to be another year where it's the year of VR and it isn't the year of
3: VR? Well, that's that's a question. I mean, it's a good question because a lot it's of people quite a convoluted question. It, well, <laughs> well, a lot of people. Uh, it's the same thing with TVs. You had 3D TVs. They didn't really take off. No. Yeah. They they you know they've evolved since I think it was 1970s or something like that. They were developed and then they came back into market in say 2010 or so. Yeah. Um, massive PR around them and marketing and all of that, but how many people do you know that actually have a 3D TV, but then actually use exactly. the 3D TV?
1: And, and the big um, VR headset of MWC seems to have been the HTC Vive Prey, mm. which is, to the point we made last week, it is now going to be commercially available. You can buy it. Uh, you don't need to have another product with it. Mm-hmm. It just works. But it is going to retail in the States for $700. Mm-hmm. So we're reaching the point where it's a thing you can get and people will make content for it. But it's still that kind of first generation, a little bit like mm-hmm. when the video was the a video uh, a VHS. I'm looking around the table and realizing everybody's so much younger than me, apart from David. I can't, <laughs> can't remember this, but like, know, you know, VHS. after your house yeah, and your car, buy.
3: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online.
1: A VHS recorder. <coughs> Renting a VHS yeah. recorder was the next most expensive purchase you made. And we're kind of at that beginning period of the um, VR um, uh, story, <laughs> and it may or may not work out. It is going to depend on content though, isn't it? Yeah,
2: absolutely. I, mean, I, I, I tend to struggle to think of what would be better in VR. than than on a normal television Mm. I saw one application, this is a little while ago actually, it was a a video game, a horror video game Mm. in which you had to wear a VR headset and then within the world inside the VR you are playing a person sitting on a sofa playing a computer game which (laughs) which is fantastic (coughs) um, you're seeing things on the television which are themselves uh, creepy and so on but then you can look left and right away from the um, Mm. in-game game and then you see there are windows with rain lashing down and it's dark and then people mm. start knocking on the window mm. and because there's that extra layer of immersion yeah. in that sort of uh, inception way then that works that would only work in mm. VR
1: mm. but most yeah.
2: of the other applications I've seen they just seem it's a bit annoying because <laughs> you've got the well, I mean yeah. there are
1: there, there are commercial applications there are enterprise applications yeah. I mean if you're going to buy a, a car or a house the fact that you could see multiple cars or houses from a immersive way rather than just looking at
2: pictures or mm. does that do you need to be able to see that from the side of your You don't need to be to, <laughs> but it's the idea of a 360 view yeah. that you
4: could look around. Yeah. And I mean, it'll be, it's kind of, I can definitely see how it's going to take off in, in gaming, first of all, but there are definitely some interesting applications, like, um, uh, for example, training people to deal with disaster zones yeah. was one thing, and also, uh, I mean, the, the Ministry of Defence uses v- VR and has done for a while in, in kind of uh, training people to deal with battle uh, situations, which... Is kind of similar to a game. It is, yeah. And, and from a um, um, but, you from know,
1: with view, I always think sports are really interesting. Mm. Um,
4: if you could choose
1: which seat you sit in the stadium, yeah. could you know, you could potentially experience replays whilst in the uh, um, the the shoes of the person who's playing. You know, that that could be a really extraordinary experience. Um, similarly with. Um, if you're watching uh, or listening to a musical performance, you could be on stage with the band, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but all this is sort of fairly science fictiony at the minute. Mm, um,
4: yeah, I think it's, it's sort of a, to be to be seen. Quite a lot of it. I mean, I, I think it will be massive in gaming mm. in the next year or two. And whether it will kind of take off way beyond that, I don't. I don't really know.
1: So, speaking of science fiction, we'll take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about robots. UK Tech Weekly podcast. So, welcome back, listener. Thank you for sticking with us. And now we're going to talk about robots, artificial intelligence. That looks so much better when I wrote it down on the page. (laughs) Charlotte, what the hell's going on in artificial intelligence?
4: Okay, so um, I went to an interesting seminar this week, which was organised by the law firm Kemp Little, and it was looking at some of the ramifications of artificial intelligence um, from a legal standpoint. Uh, of which I will say more in a second. Um, But essentially we're we're reaching an interesting point where uh, artificial intelligence is definitely being hyped up a lot at the moment. People are talking about it a lot. Um, The uh, first speaker was a chap called Gerard Frith, who's the CEO of a consultancy called Matter, And they do artificial intelligence projects for companies. So they've been doing stuff like replacing call centre agents, valuing houses, providing financial advice. They've actually built a pensions advisor called Matilda, (laughs) who um, I believe that they're using IBM's Watson technology for some of this. And you can have a natural language conversation with her about what you should do with your money and um, she understands idioms and metaphors. So if you say, what happens when I die? I mean, from a pension point of view, not <laughs> <laughs> generally. Um, she'll understand that, and she'll also understand, if you say, what happens when I pop my clogs? Right. So it's, it's quite interesting. Has um,
1: that taken someone's job?
4: Well, yeah, I mean, certainly, um, I mean, call centre agents, uh, for example, some countries like the Philippines, that could be quite threatening to their actual economy, I guess. Um, But there there was another really interesting point, which was um, about sort of, obviously a lot of people know Moore's Law uh, about computing power, uh, multiplying every two years, um, doubling. Um, But of course it applies to technology generally. So kind of artificial intelligence, they were saying that you can reach the point where it develops very slowly and then it suddenly develops very quickly. Um, And the very most interesting point of the this discussion was the idea of singularity which is the point where artificial intelligence exceeds the most intelligent human mm-hmm. on the planet and he was saying that it's it's very difficult to predict when that will happen but he said it it will have systems a billion times more powerful by the 2040s i mean this is all kind of very far out predictive stuff but basically his his theory is that it could be closer than people think is so in our lifetimes it's being um, it uh, singularity so being the point where there are machines that are more intelligent than we are and at that point the
2: machines can create more machines and then it goes exponentially. and then will smith
4: turns up and tries to shut it down and yeah. um, I, I mean that's one that's Explain one point of view i mean on the other hand <laughs> there are other points of view um certainly there's a professor called nigel shadbolt um, who is an expert on artificial intelligence who i interviewed a while back who basically said everyone should calm down a bit about it," <laughs> um, he said. "The crucial point right. is a lot of these a lot of these machines can't um, do task transfer, so they might be right. able to learn one thing about one thing, but they can't then apply it to another. Hmm. And you or know, what if
1: there's a robot that's built for world domination, be <laughs> I an evil dictator, <laughs> it's a terminator. Yeah. it doesn't need to transfer its skills. So this mm. is
4: where so this is where this debate often this is where the line it kind of often goes down. Yes. But I think the line that he said to me that I like most of all was that it's not artificial intelligence that's worrying, it's human stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> so it's what, what human beings could delegate delegate to machines um, that perhaps is more worrying. Or the law not keeping up to date with technology. Sure. Um, that could be potentially worrying. So yeah. stuff like copyright. If a machine creates something, is it the person who programmed the machine that made mm-hmm. it? Or the machine? If there's a driverless wow. car crash... You know, does the Very car try to save the most lives or save the passenger? Or, yeah, so. If you're
2: being chased by the police, can your car be commanded to stop and give you up?
4: First? Yeah, kind yeah. of Minority Report style. Yeah. yeah, That does happen, doesn't it? Yeah, his car. alive? I think so. I think no, life. no, in Minority Report, I think his car gets uh, well, shut down. In,
1: uh, uh, in the Johnny Cab, in uh, also for Total Recall. you Johnny <laughs> Cab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those people need air. Really,
4: <laughs> so, uh. so I don't know. I'm I, I sort of so the, the conflict is artificial intelligence singularity could be yeah. closer than we think, or this is all wildly overblown. And you know, even a three-year-old is more intelligent than, than any of these machines. Well, it depends
2: what we mean by intelligence, isn't it?
4: Yeah. Mm. That's actually a very good point.
2: The Chinese, the Chinese room thought experiment. Does the Chinese room understand Chinese?
4: Mm. One. Mm. You know that one?
2: Is, is the cat dead or alive? <laughs> oh, oh, God. What?
4: That? Oh, that's Schrodinger's cat, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going
2: to completely fail to describe the <laughs> okay. room thing. There's somebody inside the Chinese room, I think. Right. And mm. he has a load of dictionaries. Mm. And so if somebody says, what does uh Hao mean? And he can look it up and then he says out the other side what it means. Right. The, does the the room as a system understand Chinese? Right. Got mm. and, yeah. uh, of course, the answer is no, doesn't it? No. That's oh. actually a very good point. Though. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm, thanks, <laughs> yeah. What about,
2: uh, so you, we're talking about it
1: and we're talking about the singularity. What about today? What's, you know, are, are we, inter- you know, you talked about a call centre idea. Mm, yeah. Are we unwittingly interacting with artificial intelligence as we go about our daily yes.
4: lives? Yes, yes, we are. I mean, Google Maps uses AI, Facebook uses AI. I mean, another, another way of putting it, there's a kind of a, a subset of AI called machine learning, yeah. which is actually pretty well-established in a lot of companies. we Yeah, we interact with AI all the time. Siri is AI yeah. on your phone. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in reality, it, that doesn't make it seem quite so scary sure. when you realise that we're using it all the time. Or maybe it is scary because we don't realise we're using it.
1: Well, we're Ooh. all part of the SkyNet, aren't we? So. Yeah. <laughs> so one final point, very important, but uh, sex robots. Is that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that yes. Happening soon? Uh, possibly. There's laws against it in Japan now, aren't which is amazing.
4: Yeah, okay, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, probably. I mean, I, I think I can definitely see some kind of combination of VR and artificial intelligence and all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Maybe people will fall in love with their operating systems. and yeah. yeah. um, Phoenix style. I think the, I don't I don't the reality is that huh. uh,
1: every major technological advance and every major um, mm. broadcast technology advance has yep. coincided with... S- some rude men, some
4: some filthy purposes happening. Yeah, so yeah. People will, yeah. From
1: perversion. Yeah, yeah. I people will great.
4: definitely have sex robots, and yeah. Uh, yeah. I well, mean, fair enough. I mean, to be honest, if that uh, you know keeps yeah. people off the streets, you. <laughs> 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 well, then the problem oh. is we shouldn't go too much
1: further down. But it, I'm uh, the the problem is it then does also teach a strange lesson. Yes,
4: because then then obviously maybe they'll sort of love their robots so much that yeah. real women will yeah. seem quite yeah, exactly. yucky Nagy. in comparison. Naggy. <laughs> Naggy, apparently. Wow.
1: On that bombshell, let a short break while Charlotte takes David outside and gives him sound thrashing. <laughs> and then we're going to move on to our final subjects of this week. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. So, David, uh, you wanted to talk about... Uh, apple and donald trump so what has that ridiculous american creation been up
2: to this week and what about donald trump <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, uh, right donald trump wants us all to boycott apple that's the um, sold like that's, <laughs> that's the, uh, wow uh, uh, that's the elevator pitch i'm going to read to you what he uh, he said and he said this apparently off the cuff at a town hall meeting so i think that gives an idea of how much thought he'd given to it he said um what i think you ought to do is boycott apple until such time as they give that security number. How do you like that? I just thought of that. Now, he, didn't it go- say, he didn't say, how do you like them apples? Well, oh. thought, oh, yeah. Mr. thought, how do you like them, comma, apple? Yeah. Um, so, first of all, a few things to say about this. First of all, he doesn't understand anything about technology. I think whatsoever. you could have just stopped. Good. <laughs> uh, um, he says, give that security number. I think Donald Trump believes that when you create a passcode on an iPhone that this is added to um, a spreadsheet that, yeah. that pops up at Apple yeah. HQ and that they're just refusing to give that number. I suspect
1: a lot of people might think that's the case. Yeah, actually. absolutely.
2: But, but most of those would not be on the verge of having the power to impose um, yep. economic sanctions on other countries and international corporations. But um, in this case, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He apparently came up with it on the, on the spur of the moment, as I said. He, he pursued mm-hmm. the idea afterwards mm-hmm. in a series of tweets, um, most of which were tweeted from an iPhone, which, um, <laughs> which, which is sort of entertaining, but um, I don't think really undermines his point. But um, the other thing to know about Donald Trump and uh, the Apple boycott is that he boycotts everybody. Yeah, mm. I mean, just everybody. He tried to boycott Scotland once. Um, <laughs> he, he boycotted Oreos. Um, he boycotted Macy's because they boycotted him. Wow. Um, he, that's his, his main way of putting forward his views, is to attack people. Right. Um, and when he's dealing with a corporation, then well, he uses his social media leverage to tell everybody not to buy their products. Mm-hmm. Um, and he thinks it's going to work in this case, and I think he might have bitten off more than he can chew.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's probably a PR. When you consider Apple's constituency, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not, yeah. don't get me wrong, you're sort of laughing about Donald Trump and and... You know, this is not a politics podcast, but he could easily become president of, of the US. That's that's certainly yeah. a thing that could happen. So he's a serious candidate. But I think if we think about Apple's core constituency, they're not bedfellows with Donald Trump. The, the brand values that Apple espouses, right down to the designed in California, made in California aspects of them, I think it's unlikely to hurt them if Donald Trump's railing
2: about. I don't. I don't know if that's true. I think he is consistently underestimated. Um, how damaging in the general election his comments will be. And right. so this sort of thing plays well in the primaries. Yeah. All this mm. just attacking all the usual um, targets. But he's going to have to go to the centre if he goes in the general election yeah. because he has to form some sort of consensus. And there are many, many, many people who have an Apple product. Yeah. And, yeah, some of them are awful um, um, Portland uh, hipsters with... Black framed glasses, using MacBooks, baristas. baristas that's their main. Or UX experts. Yeah, um, but or they also part time UX experts who also baristas. <laughs> yes, but there are millions of others, and hmm. I don't know if you realize. I mean, I suppose it sounds good if you're, um, you know, an out of work steel worker from uh, Minnesota. It sounds really great when you hear somebody saying, "I hate politicians and I hate those rich people that buy iPhones." Hmm. But there are lots of people who are middle class in America, and I'll be thinking. Yeah. Well, a, I'm not an idiot and I understand this guy is talking like an idiot and talking as if he thinks I'm an idiot. Mm. And number two, he's, he's attacking people like me for using these products from this company that we like. And Why is he attacking yeah. somebody that doesn't need to be attacked? You know? Yeah.
4: It kind, of, it kind of belies a sort of lack of understanding of tech as well because it's not the first time he's kind of made comments about technology. he's down the internet. He said, yeah, he's going to call mm. up Bill Gates and get him to kind of shot that thing down and he talks about Apple yeah. opening up its security which was an interesting yeah. comment. Um,
2: I don't I don't think he's overly familiar.
4: But then are really any politicians particularly I mean are, are politicians generally very tech savvy I don't Not, know. Cuz one of the generally. things with the
1: Apple story that's kind of underreported is is the the the, the view from some political sides seems to be that all the Apple products should be sold in such a way that um, they can be uh, kind of in the way you described mm. David uh, locked to the individual, but somehow open to Apple. Mm. And the problem with that, leaving aside the morals and the ethics of it, is it's technologically yeah. very, very difficult. Yeah, to it's, do. it's a it's lack of impossible. understanding. Of... Um, but then there's this again. It's the classic thing where politicians and technology meet. And and you know, someone got into a room with Tony Blair many years ago and said, "We're going to create an NHS where you have one record, and it will follow you wherever you go, and the NHS will be paperless, mm. and it's." the infamous IT disaster. The fact is, the vision was great, but the mm. technology didn't exist to deliver. The vision. Yeah, so it
4: actually can be quite dangerous to have politicians you don't understand what they're talking about. No. Because, I mean, that, that, they can waste £10 billion yeah. in that case, or they can, um, you know, perhaps uh, make decisions about crime or, I don't know, even, even kind of national security decisions that could be I think You have to accept dodgy. that
2: somebody in that level of power... Um, is not going to know everything about it. No, him. no, he no. You need no. to be able to delegate. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that would worry me if I was an American voter would be that Donald Trump doesn't display any uh, willingness to no. concede that anybody else yeah. knows yeah. more than he does. Because mm-hmm. if if he did, he would have speechwriters that would say to him, yeah. "Here is a, a child's understanding mm. of how iPhone technology works." Um, yeah, he would then not sound like he does. And yeah, I, I don't know if he's suddenly going to become humble and
4: I doubt it. Well informed. I think he's probably um, either, I think he's probably got some kind of psychopathy or personality disorder. He's, he's wow. clearly, he's, I mean, at the risk of getting into some kind of trouble. I mean, he's clearly not, if, if we found not well adjusted. Well adjusted. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do wonder what, what on earth is going on in his brain. <laughs> I'd quite like to see a full mental report. This is on a man my who.
3: And
1: we get slightly off topic here, but who goes around America building massive golden towers and putting his name on
4: them, mm. and his I name means fart. Be, yeah, so, I think you know. there may be
1: some inadequacy <laughs> being uh, dealt with there. Yes, maybe. I mean, you know, we've all bought Ford Capri in our time, but this is kind of that large, gone wild. Yeah. yeah. Good. Well, on that bombshell, I think it's probably time that we uh, we shuttled off somewhere. So, thank you for sticking with us, listener. We love all of you because. Those of you who are left now, number one or two, I suspect. Uh, do get in touch to let us know your thoughts and opinions and to shake us down for cash. You can tweet us at UK tech Podcast or email editor at idg.co.uk. We will be back next week with more informed opinion on the hottest topics in tech, courtesy of our good friends, Audio-Technica. Until then, say goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye. See you. UK Tech Weekly Podcast.